You're listening to the On the DL podcast, the official podcast of the Temple ISD Digital Learning Department. My name is John Woodward. I'm your host, and I'm a digital learning coach or DLC within the Department of Digital Learning. This is episode four of this season, which is season three, and features a conversation with Brittany Land, SEL specialist at Travis Science Academy. I'm on the DL here with Mrs. Brittany Land. How are you doing? I'm well, Mr. Woodward. How are you? Fine. I'm doing well. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy, what I know is a busy day. Of course. To do this. Happy to do it. Well, thank you. Yes, sir. All right, let's start with something easy. Tell us a little bit, tell me a little bit about yourself and kind of what your role is here in the district and at Travis. Perfect. So Brittany Land, um, Social Emotional Learning Specialist here at Travis Science Academy. This is my 11th year in education. Um, Ten of those years were spent teaching social studies and coaching, um, and now I serve in this role. And um, I've been in Temple ISD for about nine years. I was in Colleen for two years prior to that. Um, Temple's home. I love it. Couldn't think of anywhere else better to be. So, and then my role as a social emotional learning specialist, um, basically I'm a behavior specialist here on the campus. And so I work with some of our most high risk kids or at risk rather, um, with just behavior issues, attendance issues, um, peer issues, issues with teachers. And I just help keep things running on a daily basis as far as behavior is concerned. So they, they consider me the prevention piece, um, to hopefully help the APs not have to put out as many fires. Hopefully I can reach them before they have to. So tell me about the role. You did a good job of explaining what SEL stands for. Okay. It's a behavior specialist. Uh, But this is not something that's been a role that's been around in Temple ISD. Correct. For a while. So can can you explain a little bit about how the role has come about in kind of the place it has in the district and particularly on this campus right now? Yes, sir. So it's a grant-funded position. Um, the position, a court, supposedly it's good for two years. We're hoping to get a third one in there, and if not longer. Um, but the social-emotional learning specialist, we are here to provide on-site support regarding student behavior. And we do that through CHAMPS, which is our classroom behavior management, um, coaching classroom management for teachers that maybe need extra support, using restorative practices, where instead of just assigning kids consequences, we're conferencing with them, we're involving all parties, the person that did the hurt, the person that got hurt, and owning up to that and talking about how we can move forward, apologizing for our actions when there needs to be an apology made, um, accepting that apology. And we also talk about um, trauma-informed care and just different interventions to help both staff and students be successful here at Travis Science Academy. What interested you about, you know, you left the, the classroom from a core subject. I did. Um, and I know that was something that you were very good at and something that you were very passionate about. What was it about this position that drew you? So I feel like all good teachers are already doing this in their classroom. And to me, while I love social studies and consider myself a history nerd, this was the piece where you built relationships with kids and that was always just so important to me in the classroom and I think that was part of my success with star and things of that nature was just building relationships with kids and you know only teaching eighth grade I knew that I wanted to be able to touch more kids and affect their lives in a positive way and so I felt like this was really a role where I could just dig in deep get to know sixth graders and follow them all the way through eighth grade um, and just 
really kids just want to be heard. And I feel like there's so many people on campus who want to hear kids, but there's just not enough time, right? They're worried about this test, this agenda, this lesson plan. And in this role, I just get to talk to kids all day long. And I love that. This is the fun part of what I did in the classroom. Well, this is, well, I say February. We're basically almost in March right. now. Um, Three-fourths or more through the year. What has it been like and compared to what you thought it would be? And what are some of the success stories you could, for you, that have, have meant a lot this year? How's it going? It is exactly what I expected. Um, I'm not an administrator. I'm not a counselor, so I'm kind of that middleman. And so sometimes I'll have kids that come to me and I refer them to the counselor or I'm, again, that prevention before it gets to the APs. But really, it's been so much fun. Like, I've just gotten to know so many kids. I feel like I have kids who were really struggling at the beginning of the year who came in as a seventh grader with 70 referrals, you know, Um, and this year they've maybe gotten two. And I think, honest to God, I think it's because they have another person who just gets to sit with them on a regular basis, come up with a plan on how to be successful, give them incentives that they want to earn. Um, And I've just, there's kids who, you know, teachers have been like, man, this kid is really struggling. And I feel like I'm just able to go in and just be that extra support. And we're seeing kids who have really made a complete turnaround. And it just... It's awesome because we have kids, you know, that are coming from all sorts of backgrounds and COVID really messed up a lot of our kids and they're still paying for it. And so to be able to have someone that just listens, that's that's what they need. And I love it. I love every bit of this job. Emotionally, it's a lot more exhausting than I thought it would be because some of our kids have really tough stories and you think you know that, but then when they sit down and you really hear about all the trauma you're just like, man, I get it. I get why you're so angry. I get why when you come to school, you don't care about anything because you're more worried about, you know, your mom at home who is super ill and you're not sure if she's going to live through the day. So your focus isn't on schoolwork. It's on mom at home. Was well, it's kind of the Maslow's, mm-hmm. you know, before Bloom's. Yes. You know, and it truly is. Yes. How do you take care of yourself? How have you been doing that to take care of yourself when you go home with a a different level of, of stress and fatigue, but but yet stress and fatigue. Right. How, how are you taking care of yourself? Um, it's been difficult. I've had to find different outlets. Um, you know, the minute I leave school, I turn on the radio and I just listen to music while I drive to pick up my daughter. And that's my time to just kind of decompress. I pick her up and then I make my whole evening about her, which is hard because, you know, I've spent all my day giving my energy to all these other kids and now I have my own baby at home and you know I just my husband listens he's a good listener so I get to talk to him um I read a lot more just for enjoyment I try not I try to stay away from tv because sometimes that takes even more of my energy I know that sounds silly these Um, days yes because it's not all positive right and so yeah I try to stay away from the news and I just I make sure I leave work at work um which can be hard because, you know, you have a lot of kids you worry about um, who aren't going home to good lives. But I leave it here, and I just spend time with my family, love on my dog, read my books, drink lots of water. I've been trying to drink lots of water this year, which I know yeah, sounds silly, too. but it really does make me feel me better. Too. I feel better. when I know when I, I, I haven't. Yes. Um, yeah, and so it's been, I love this role, and Temple needs this. I mean, our kids deserve this. Do you get an opportunity to – 
collaborate and share with some of the other we do ACL specialists. Yes, so we have a we have group chats, right? We exchange text. We have a Teams chat where we meet, um, and we have individual not individual, but we have um, SEL meetings as a cohort with our dean and with uh, Dr. Oliveras and Mr. Placencia um, and Miss Kyle, and we all just get to collaborate. Placen- Mr. Placencia is your dean. Correct? Yes, he's the dean, okay. so he's over all SELs. And what's really cool about the collaboration piece is really the way Temple has set this up is it's kind of up to your campus administration on how they utilize their SEL. So really the way we do things here at Travis look very different from the way they use the person at Lamar and the way they use their person at Bonham. Um, and so really it's just whatever admin asks of you, that's that's how you step in and fill in. Have they, so we'll start with this, because this is kind of a three-part question. Okay. Admin. Yes. How have they adjusted to this position and utilization? Because so, I would I would assume some of it depends on how much they rely on you. Right. Um, I feel like I'm their right-hand man, right-hand girl. Um, when they have an issue that really, there's no consequences that need to be had. They really just need to be able to talk it out. You know, maybe there's some girl drama where we just need to sit down and let them hash it out. They'll call me in, and that way they can deal with, you know, the kid who's already caused the disruption that is really ready for a consequence. Um, I assist the counselors a lot because, you know, one of them's part-time, one of them's full-time. Um, and as long as a kid isn't talking about self-harm or anything of that nature, I, I counsel them in a sense that I listen and provide them ways to just cope with life and just push through, you know? I just love it. I'm so happy to be in this role. That's clear. I mean, it's it's it. I can get emotional talking much, about it. But it I doesn't take it. much to, to see that there's an authentic joy you're getting you. uh, from this. I noticed on the door there's a sign-up sheet. Yes. And it's full. Yes, all the time. Uh, it's full. <laughs> yeah, so you said it's all the time. So my next part of this question is how have the students adjusted to it? So originally, you know, of course, you know kids. They'll they'll do anything sometimes to get out of class. And so it became one of those things where I didn't want to inst- uh, interrupt instruction. I didn't want to take away from what our wonderful classroom teachers are doing. So I put a sign-up sheet out there. And kids know if they need to talk, put your name on that sheet, and I will get to you as soon as I can. Um, and they simply can either write their first name and their last initial, or they can put their ID number just for confidentiality purposes. Um, and they know by the end of the day I will get to them. Um, but of course, I've served as a substitute with COVID. We've had to do all kinds of crazy adjusting, and the kids are just—they are so happy Who to have someone, so right? Crazy. Exactly. There's—I I really, I mean, and they tell me like I get little notes from them that they're just, thank you for listening. Like sometimes that's just all they need is to be heard, and it's amazing what being heard can do for their behavior, for their grades, and so for the ones that need it, they know they have a res- an extra yes, resource. Yes, they year. do. And they, and they know. They can ask their teacher, can I go talk to Miss Land? I try not to keep them for more than 10 minutes because, again, I don't want to take away from instructional time. You remember what that was like. Yes. It can be very frustrating. I haven't forgotten. And so I set a timer. They play with the poppet on my comfy couch, and I just let them talk. Teachers. So they're next. Yes. What, how have the teachers adjusted to it? Um, I have gone in and done restorative circles for teachers to model what a circle looks like. Because, again, like you said, relationships before the learning can take place, right? And so um, I've had teachers that will sign up on my sheet and come sit on my couch so for a little bit. they sign up on the front? <laughs> they do. A lot of them text me, but they, they too can sign up, and they do. 
Sometimes um, they just need somebody to listen. Exactly. To. I think we I all do. I feel like my couch, I tell them, I'm like, be careful. If you sit on it, you're probably going to cry. Because for whatever reason, that couch just makes people cry. And so, um, but again, I think it's just because they're in a good place where they feel heard and loved. And it's just wonderful. I love it. We have great teachers, great staff, great kids, great community, great parents. When you have this room set up real nice. Thank so you. It's, uh, it's very homey. Very homey. And you're very you. homey. I mean, you just... Have such a good personality and nature for this. I try to be. I'm happy for you. Thank you. What about in regards to teachers? How how can they and how are you working with them to integrate what you do a little bit? And you talked a little bit about that with modeling the circles. Yes. But how can they integrate what you're doing into the classroom when Um, they're doing it more? So, you know, and really it's a learning process this year. So we're learning um, ways that we can incorporate what we do in these offices into classrooms. And one of the things that we have received this year is the seven mindsets curriculum, which is just about, you know, changing kids' mindsets so that they can have the mindset to know what it takes to be successful in school and in life. And I think that that's a resource that we can give out to teachers. Um, But I also really, I just communicate with teachers, hey, I'm working with this kid. This is what I'm seeing. Give me your feedback. And we just kind of support each other in that realm, if that makes sense. Um, But yeah, just communication has been key in this role. Just letting teachers know, here's what I'm doing. Here's why I'm doing it. What's your feedback? I hear three things in what you're saying. Communication, relationships, and listening. Yes. That's it. You know, and that's success here and, and in so many other things besides just in this room right so that's pretty neat I'm so happy for you thank you um, have you seen from talking to some of the other specialists that they're they're having similar experiences I think so Um, I think everybody just I know you said every campus is a little bit different it is right they but do you feel mm -hmm. like they're they've jumped in and, and the role has been as I do I can honestly say that I think every campus is feeling the same way. Like you just feel like every day you're making a difference in some way, shape, or form. And it's it's just so special. These kids, they deserve this. And these teachers deserve a person who they can just come in. It's a safe place um, where you can just be yourself and let it all out. And, and then- Where was the grant through? It was a federally funded grant. Okay. Um, I would be lying to you if I said the name of- That's okay. I know it's federal money. I know it's good for two years. They're hoping for a third. And they're hoping that principals, um, because in principal meetings, they've gotten really good feedback about principals really thinking this role is super important. Um, and so they think that it's going to be long term. Are they able to keep some data on they are. the referrals? And of course, we have data that we do as SEL specialists. We document every kid we see. That's, that's only going to serve to help. When exactly. You're to extend it. Yes. So. Well, I'm so excited. It sounds, it makes me want to do it, uh, having a a bachelor's in psychology. Yes. You know, I think it's a necessary role, and it clearly seems like it's paying off. I think so, too. Thank you for your so kind words. I hope it uh, uh, just keep rolling. Keep doing what you're doing. I will. As long as they'll have me, I'll be here. All right. So we end all these podcasts with the lightning round of questions. Okay, let's do it. Are you prepared? I am ready. Okay. So I'd, I'd love to begin with the caveat. They're not brain busters. They're okay. not meant to strain the brain to the max. <clears throat> Uh, judgment. There may be judgment. I don't <laughs> okay. know. Okay. I don't know. 
but it's not. It's meant to be fun. So. Okay, let's do it. All right, and then uh, you can you can pass if you need to. Okay. I hope you don't. I won't. Because then that judgment thing comes in. <laughs> but then you know there may be explanations you want to offer. So okay. feel free. All right, invisibility or super strength? Um, invisibility. Why? You could see everything. It's that's how you get to. I mean, nobody would know you're there. It's so sneaky. It'd be cool. I could be everywhere, and nobody would know. Yep. And then when you you can turn it off at the end of the day easier. Yes. Nobody can see. It's exactly. Easier to relax. Yes. Favorite junk food. Hot Cheetos with lime. Do they make those now? They do. Not just the regular Hot Cheetos, but the ones with lime. They're so much better. And if you take them and put them in a big dill pickle, like just shove those bad boys in the pickle, oh, wait, wait. game changer. Into the pickle? Yes. Take the pickle and just shove them in there, stab them into the pickle. Bore a hole into the pickle? Yes. My kids, the students here at Travis taught me how delicious it is, and they are not wrong. <laughs> okay. So I'm imagining, what do you make the hole with? The the Cheeto. The Cheeto yes. is strong enough. Yes. That may tell us something right there about <laughs> the quality, the health quality. <laughs> the Cheeto. You're so right. You can use it as a screwdriver, too. Yeah, I mean, it's I'd delicious. like to see. So next time you do it, take a picture and see. For sure, I will. Like a giant dill pickle. Yes. Coach Anderson's. Or Miss Odin. She hooks me up with pickles, too. Oh. I, I did. I saw that on Facebook that Odin is the... Uh, pickle queen. The pickle meister. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because she was buying a whole lot. Yes. It sounds like an issue. Yes. Okay, cake or pie? Pie if it's hot. Okay, what kind of pie? Apple. No hesitation there. Never. Okay. It's my favorite. What does a person need to be happy? Mm. To love themselves. That comes first. Do you see that when what you do? Yeah, and a lot of times I'll have kids... It's like I just can tell, you know, when they're being really mean to other kids. And I just ask them, do you like yourself? And you'd be surprised how often I hear kids just start to cry and say, no, I don't like myself. And now I have somewhere to start with them. Now I know that self-love is going to have to come before we can fix any of these other issues. We keep talking. I feel like I'm sitting on the couch. (laughs) How many hours of sleep do you need? Eight. For sure. I'm, I'm not nice. Just talk to somebody that, that goes on three. No way. No way. I've always, I need my eight hours. Quality sleep. Yes. Okay. Do you feel a difference? Kind of like drinking water? You tell when yeah, you Yeah, I have... really can't. I'm just not nice. If I get, I mean, God, even seven and a half, like I'm, I'm just not Brittany Land. I am somebody else. Okay. Are you on eight right now? I am. I just want to make sure we finish this. Yes, bottle. I am. Okay. Okay. We didn't have kids yesterday, so I got some good rest. <laughs> Scale of 1 to 10, how good are you at wiffle ball? I don't even know what wiffle ball is, so I'm going to go with a zero. I have no idea what wiffle ball is. Okay, we're going to have to remedy that. I'm so sorry. Is it like badminton? Anna Anderson needs to... Wiffle ball. Coach Anderson needs to remedy that. Yes, (laughs) fix that. Wiffle ball. It's fun to say. You really? I really don't know what it is. You need to just Google it or YouTube wiffle ball. Okay, I will. Okay, it's like... It's like baseball with a plastic bat and ball with giant with all these holes in it. Okay. I mean, okay. It's, it's not, that, that's it's not, not it involves bus. running, so I'm going to pass. Depends on how you play it. Okay. Don't play with a lot of people that like to run. Okay. <laughs> uh, when people stand up for a standing ovation, mm-hmm. are you usually one of the earlier people to stand up or one of the last? 
I'm probably one of the earlier. I mean, if I think you've done a great job, I'm going to give you credit and let you know I am yeah. I am happy for you. I'm feeling really, I need to go sit on the couch. Because <laughs> these last time I've asked this, and people are early risers. And I'm always one of that sits and wait, you know, to make Right. Better. Nothing against the person you're standing for, but you know, you're just yeah. going, is this going to be legit? Are right. we all doing this? Right. And I, I do not care. Like, if you deserve it, I'm going to stand up and I let you know. I, I might have been able to guess your answer on that. <laughs> All right. What is the lamest dessert that people try and pass off as a dessert? Oreo cookies. So Does that count? I think if that's your answer, that's yeah. your answer. Like, I've, if, you, if we have a wonderful cookies, dinner. I've heard Oreo cookies well, if, now. If we have a wonderful dinner... And then you if you, pull say, out if you tell somebody to bring the dessert, yeah, and, and they you drop bring me, Oreo cookies, or, I'm not going to be pleased. You're not going to be pleased. I can't see you getting mad because <laughs> you're I'm, right. I wouldn't get mad, and I'd still eat them. Mad, but <laughs> but but there would be a little bit of judgment. We talked about that. Maybe a little a judgment. A little bit of judgment <laughs> that you know, just saying that's not a dessert. Right. So next time, yeah. <laughs> At least okay. bring I don't know chips ahoy. Come on. <laughs> Which animal adds more joy to the world, squirrels or llamas? I think squirrels. Because, I mean, haven't you ever looked out the window and just watched a squirrel go nuts over something? Like, you just giggle and, I don't know, it just makes your problem seem small. I don't know. I know. I keep saying this, and I need to find a different question on this one. Because I keep thinking of what I was somebody said one time, that a squirrel is a rat with better publicity. <laughs> and they're cuter. They are cute, but they, they're pretty judgmental yes. if they look at you. And they've torn up several of my stuff. So so you're a squirrel hater saying, for right I'm now. I'm not saying them. They eat plenty of the bird food I put out there. So <laughs> now they are cute. But yes, but, uh, they squirrels. Do have, they do have little attitudes. I don't know. Llamas are kind of boring. They're everywhere. And can't they be mean? They're, they're everywhere. They're on pillows. I think they can spit at you. Yeah. No, thank you. Mm. To me, that's, yeah. No, I'm going to pass. Any animal that spits. Right, and we are not friends. Yeah, they're not <laughs> welcome in this room. No. Okay. All right, who inspires you? My daughter and my mom. Um, my daughter, because she is not, I'm going to get emotional. She's not scared of anything, and she loves so big. I've never seen anyone. She just meets you, and she already loves you. How old is she? She's four. She'll be five in June. And then my mom... My mom's just one of the strongest women I've ever met. You know, my dad, he has a rare genetic thing. We're um, doing podcasts in a school. Right. If you don't expect yes. bells. Yeah. <laughs> um, he has this thing called Marfan syndrome, um, which can be a very scary disease. Um, he's had three open heart surgeries, and my mom has just really had to hold it down my whole life because my dad's just been in and out of the hospital, and she she never skipped a beat. Um I just love her so much. I feel like I am who I am because of her. That's so when you see me and you think wonderful things about me, which I hope you will, you can think the same of my mom because that's exactly who I'm like. Great answer. Yeah. Great answer. Thank you. So you're getting a, if you can, you're hearing the joys of, of middle school yes. life outside the door. They might bang on my door. So. <laughs> All right. Last one. It's not, it shouldn't be controversial, but it's become somewhat controversial in this okay. question. Is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? Never. It's not sanitary. Although, if it's like a long, like let's say like a pretzel stick or something, and you're dipping one end, 
and you take a bite, but then you flip it and the other end has not touched your mouth, that might be okay. What if it's touched your hand though? Yeah, good point. So yeah, I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna stick with my first gut instinct. No, it's just not acceptable. But Bring your own dip and your own chips if that's how you roll. And if you've got your own dip and chip, you dip it. Yeah, that's okay. How many times you, you lick want. it out the bowl? That's fine. So if you're coming to your party, bring your own. Yes. Or don't do it. Yes. <laughs> don't do it. Well, let me tell you, I've, your uh, your passion for your job is infectious. Thank you. Um, it makes listening to you want to do what you do and learn more about it. So keep up the good work. Well, thank you. You too, so, Mr. Woodward. You know I think the world of you. So well, Back at you. Thank you. So, uh, Brittany Land, you have been on the DL. Thanks Woo-hoo. for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me. All right. You've been listening to the On the DL podcast, the official podcast of the Temple ISD Digital Learning Department. Don't miss an episode, so do yourself a favor and subscribe in whichever podcast player you are using. This way you'll be notified whenever a new episode drops. Until next time, we'll see you on the DL.